Listen to this. The time is almost here, man. Next week, next Thursday. I'm going to have my period. No. I'm just joking. It's the, the live show. The live one-year anniversary celebration. Listen, me and Miss Lisa are going to turn up for the city. Past guests, special guests. It's, it's going to be such a beautiful I'm night. I'm excited. It's going to be such a special night, man. We've been telling you. Listen, make sure you RSVP at PPSRSVP at gmail.com. Listen, I want to see everybody there. Listen, I, I heard I, somebody hit me that may come in from Florida. For real? Real talk, man. And a lot of people from um, overseas were saying that they were sad that they couldn't make it. But we're going to party fun and have a great time for you guys. Listen, hopefully uh, we start to take this on the road. You know, I think I want to do Philly next. You know, there's a couple of spots I, I want to do. I need a cheesesteak. I never had one. Well, you're going to get one. But, Internet, make sure you're at the live show, man. It's next Thursday, May 4th, 7-Eleven at that WeWork location, that private space in, in Lafayette, man, in Soho, man. Listen, it's going to be a beautiful night. It's going to be a special night. It's a celebration. Hosted by Dallas Penn. Sounds by DJ Ted Smooth. And me, Miss Lisa, going to turn the fuck up. See you there. Ow. Come on, everybody, get set, let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up, it's the Premium Pete Show. If you want to scoop in the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause Milk said so. Fuck what you heard, better act like you know. Miss Listen no. it's the Premium Pete Show. On then Dangerous, ain't too many can bang with us. Uh. Straight up, we know Angel Dust. Label us, notorious. Sure. Thug, that's niggas that love the bus. Y'all straight to us, y'all niggas be scrambling. Gambling, I'm in restaurants, Mandarin and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. High off weed and lots of gin. So much smoke need oxygen. Steadily count these Benjamins. Nigga, you should too if you knew what this game would do to you. Been this shit since 92. Look at all the bullshit I've been through. So called beef with you know who. Fucked a few female stars or two. Then I blew like when I move like Mike shit. Not to be fucked with. Motherfucker, better duck quick. Cause me and my thugs love the buck shit. Fuck the luck shit, spit the aim. No aspiration to lead the game. Spit your game, pack your shit, grab your cat call your click <laughs> yo biggie what the what the hell biggie was yo, talking about yo biggie was listen we, we we only gotta ask bone and busy about yeah we that. is because they gonna have to teach me and tell me all the breaths and how Not i'm bone and busy done. i mean crazy and busy pause but Just you know pause. what internet welcome back to another episode of the premium p show miss listen knows in the building ow listen this is a special episode um i love when we're able to go from like i said actors entrepreneurs rappers, athletes, and, you know, just following up last week's episode with Leo Broncado, you know, Bronx Tale star, definitely uh, someone who's, you know, just still on a journey to find himself again. Right. Now we just head back from, you know, the actor world, it's back into hip-hop world. But more so, there's more to hip-hop, because hip-hop is multiple things, ain't just music. What's the four elements of hip-hop? I mean, listen. Let me hear it. It could be family. It Not could family. Be, could be clothing. Not could, clothing. Could be the way we move, the way we talk, the way we look, the way we dress. You know, it could be it could be a bunch of shit. But the thing is, I love these guys that we're gonna bring on. Me too. Because they've done they've done that and more. Internet, listen. I want to welcome Crazy and Busy Bone to the show. Yes, bone, 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 bone. I'm sorry, I just had to. First off, right, right off the jump, <laughs> why bone? Meaning, like, why is everyone named Bone, for people who may not know? Man, because it's kind of basically just a family name. You know what I'm saying? Because at, at first we was called, we was Bone, I mean, we was Bone Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And then we, right before we went to, right before we went to Los Angeles to uh, to try to hook up with E, we dropped a, we, we dropped the Enterprise, and it was just Bone, because Bone is the last name. That's why, that's why everybody, Bone is the family name. That's why everybody got Bone at the end of their name. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like a family, so it's Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone, you know. Busy Bone and all that. And then how did it, tra- you know, move into Bone Thugs and Harmony? Well, after we got with Easy e we had a song called Thugs and Harmony. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And because we, you know, Easy was like, yo, that should be your name right there. He was like, it's y'all thugs and y'all harmonizing, y'all singing. And we was like, but, you know, Bone is a family name. And he was like, so just be Bone Thugs and Harmony. And we was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's see, see I like right that. There. Listen, Easy e definitely uh, another artist ahead of his time, mm-hmm. yes, you know, who, who, who was able to see shit. And we'll get to Easy yeah. and a lot of his involvement of, of, of what, you know, he's been involved with you guys. But even in taking it back for crazy, growing up, you grew up in Cleveland. Yes. Mom and dad? Yes, indeed. What, what did mom do? Uh, my mother just, she just, um, she stayed home. She, she could, she could like, sew real good. So she used to like, sew, like, make clothes for people. Like, 
seamstress. Like a dapper den? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it looked like it came out from, from out of the store, though. Like, Shit. that kind. You know what I'm saying? Like, she used to make our, make our, um, our school Sunday clothes. clothes. Yeah, yeah, school clothes. What, what, what she made school, school clothes for my sisters. Me and my brother wasn't having that. You know, we, <laughs> we, were, we wanted to step out the store. Yeah, I gotta get sure. that Gordon Gartrell. <laughs> that yeah. mama make that I'm shirt. Like, Gordon Gartrell. Now, for what real. were you wearing back in, you know, going to school? You know, what were you wearing back then in Cleveland? Like, yeah. what was the style? What was the kicks? What was the gear? Man, it was, uh, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was always like the, the little boots, the Timberland boots, the mm-hmm. high tech boots, the, mm-hmm. uh, Jeans, Levi's, or Lees, or whatever was whatever was in the style. Then you know, you know, they had the cross colors, the damage, all that stuff. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's 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 what, that's what we was wearing. You fuck with uh, Hilfiger? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilfiger, Nautica, all that. You, yeah, Polo. Been around for years. <laughs> what about you, busy uh, growing up? What was your uh, outfits like? Everything that, um, like Flesh and Bone. He always had a job. Like he, <laughs> like he always Damn. he worked like had a job. He was the manager. He was like sixteen or seventeen years old, and he always, yeah, yeah. He always had a um. He always had a job, so I would wear whatever he would get. And he was one of the flyest dudes in school. Mm. So I was always I was good, but I didn't really have too much for myself too much because like you know I didn't, I didn't really have too much. So <laughs> you mean growing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. None of us really did. You know mm. what I mean? But oh yeah, we shared a lot. We yeah. shared clothes and everything. See, see that that that's a brotherhood right there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, like it's funny because I I never had a bigger brother, but I was envy of like kids that I went to school with that had bigger brothers because they were able to wear some of their clothes yeah, at yeah. that time. If they had certain champion hoodies or a hill figure or a polo, yeah. you know, like 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 they would just grab it from their brother. They were in a different school, yeah. so you know what I mean. And 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 you know, I didn't have a bigger brother to do that. So to hear y'all talk about you know passing along certain clothes like that and pieces that yeah. were official is a big thing. Yeah, I used to. I I, I was the one who used to take the uh, used to take the whoopers because I used to steal from my brother. Okay. <laughs> and we and we would all be wearing my brother's clothes to a house Shit. party. So my brother come up in there and kick everybody's ass. <laughs> like, what is y'all niggas get my clothes on for? What is? Hey, he had the Gucci. He had the Gucci velour and all that. You know what I'm saying? We had to have it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> what, what what did pops do? Well, man, my pops he worked at a uh, he worked at a steel mill. You know, Cleveland is known for like the the was known for like the steel industry, and you know he worked there like his whole life. Mm. Yeah, in the in the steel industry. Him, uh, mom and pops stayed together for. Uh, they they stayed together till till I was about um like, well like, fourteen. 14, 15, they stayed together, and then, you know, they uh, they split. And, uh, man, it, yeah, yeah, they split, and, you know. Is it harder, like, when, when uh, you know, is it harder when your parents split when you're a teenager or, or younger? Because, like, I split from me, me and my, my, my first wife. I got divorced when my daughter was two. Yeah. So she didn't really know anything. Yeah. And, you know, we formed a relationship by me being in her life, obviously. But yeah. I know some people whose parents got divorced when they were yeah. teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I think it is. I think it is a little, a little worse when you're a teenager because you're you're old enough to understand what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're younger, like like you said, you really don't understand, and you know what I'm saying? Like you become used to it, so it's normal. But like when you're used to your parents being in the house, and and then all of a sudden they split, it's 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 a little weird. You know what I'm saying? Hard to adjust to. You know what I'm saying? But. You know, it's it's funny because I think that people who think of Bone Thugs and Harmony or Crazy Bone or Busy Bone or any other members of the, of the group, one thing that I didn't even know is that you're an entrepreneur. Like, mm. and what I mean by that is like, you know, and I let you tell the internets, but I I never knew that uh, you you had a great net worth of of money. I didn't know that you had a great net worth of things that you do, meaning like uh, you have uh, some clothing lines and liquors or restaurants or like I didn't even know that. When I started doing the research, I was like, wow, this guy has is, is, is really, like, surpassed more than the music. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? That, that, I mean, it's all stuff that we've been, I mean, all the plans that we had, you know what I'm saying, like, to do, the, like, extra stuff. And we 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 talked about this, like, when we first was in, before we even met Easy e Like, we had these plans. We had, like, stuff that we wanted to do. We wanted to come with a record label as soon as we did our record label, More Thug Records. We wanted to come, like, have our own stores, clothing stores, and eventually get restaurants and places we can call our own you know what i'm saying and you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm working on some working on trying to open up a spot in cleveland now because you know cleveland is known for barbecue mm-hmm. like barbecue joints and like we got this 
one one sandwich down there called the Polish Boy, and everybody like mm. everybody I take down there to give to him. Like, everybody always asks me about it. Like everybody in California talk about Polish Boys, you know what I'm saying? So trying to get that going, and you know, with the clothing line, I, I got a store in Los Angeles, downtown Los Angeles, a clothing store. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, man, What's it called? It, it's called the Life Apparel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I also have a um, radio show that I do on Dash Radio. Nice. Every Wednesday, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's like a radio version to, to where we play music. I have another show. It's talk show to where it's on like on like a, um, to where it's visual. You know what I'm saying? So I'm dipping and dabbing and all that. What about man. restaurant? Do we, you, you have restaurant? This, are you talking about that's the one you're gonna? Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. about liquor? Is there something you have with liquor? Man, you know, I dabbled in that. It's, it, it's some things on the table for the liquor thing, but I just just haven't found the right mm-hmm. the, found the right connection with that yet. But that is something I want to do definitely. What but, kind of liquor do you like? Your dark, light, I like, wine. I like dark liquor. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yo, where did you get your entrepreneurial spirits from? I, I know you say from the group of things that envisions and dreams that you had, mm. but you know, growing up, like you know, like, like I think that some people listening may not have. Kn- I'm not saying not everybody may not have known that you ventured off and done a lot of entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it basically comes from just watching, you know, just uh, just just watching dudes like Russell Simmons and. Mm. Easy E, mm. you know, and uh, Master P, just watching all that stuff along the way and see how these dudes, you know, like came and built. They went from one thing and then like they just didn't stop there, you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, like seeing cats like LL Cool J from how he did his thing from the music to the acting and just like just watching all those dudes that done that, man, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's inspirational and, you know, the game they give for their reasons of doing it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it makes sense because you're not... Especially these days, you're not going to be able to make a, a, a living in music, and that's it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for real. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you got you to use your star word for what it's worth sometimes. It's, it's amazing, too, because it's like, you know, you're, you're telling f- future people stuff that you didn't even know when you were coming in. You know, yes. you, you probably were thinking just a record deal was good enough. Like, yo, I just want to get on, a, you know, just we want to get on. <clears throat> I was telling you before we went on air. The story of Bone Dugs and Harmony is amazing to me because y'all from Cleveland. You left Cleveland. Yes. Because you're like, yo, we ain't getting signed out here. They ain't, we ain't, gonna, no, ain't nobody going to pay us to sign us out. Told people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but told people from your block that you're coming back with a deal with Eazy-E. Yeah. And, and you fucking did it. I'm like, yo, this fucking guy spoke that shit into existence. Yeah. But most people just see that shit like, oh, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Eazy-E, like it's simple. <laughs> The road to that shit. T- take us through, you know, uh, you leaving Cleveland to go to L.A. and how that deal even happened. Well, man, it was crazy, like, when we first decided, you know, because we had, we had came to a point in Cleveland to where we was we was basically, like, the shit in Cleveland mm. on the music scene. But it felt like, okay, this is as far as we could go, like, because this is as far as Cleveland goes as far as music right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have so many dudes in Cleveland, like, approaching us like wanting to do this but it all turned out they was bullshitting mm. you know what I'm saying so we was just you know uh, Flesh was actually um, went out to Los Angeles because he was going to school out there you know he was into the basketball thing because he was in, Flesh was doing the whole school thing you know what I'm saying like he was the one who had his head on our shoulders he used to tell us we was dumb as hell <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying but he was always like big bro so when he went to Los Angeles he was out there you know like just 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 like uh, mingling with people and he, he called us one day he was like yo man I've been out here in California and I've been to like four house parties and it's been nothing but celebrities out there like people that they, people that can help y'all so so um he was like we need to come out there we was like cool but how the hell are we gonna get out there and then we broke <laughs> you know what I'm saying he like well I'll come back cause he had a job at KFC he was the manager at KFC so he came back and he was he worked there and then like we hustled on the streets until we got enough money up to get the bus tickets and Man, we jumped on the we jumped on the uh, Greyhound on the Greyhound. Just went out to California. You know what I'm saying? We we knew some some more of our people out there from Cleveland was going to school out there with Flash. So they had like a one bedroom apartment, and it was like nine of us in this one bedroom apartment, <laughs> just mobbing on the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, and um, while we was there, you know what I'm saying? We uh, one of our dudes from Cleveland. Well, well no, uh, we actually walked to Tone Lope's house one day. Oh, that's right. That's right. And yeah. They turned you. His no, manager? no, no, no. His manager listened to us. You know, like Tone Tone Lowe came to the door with a cigar. You know, he looked at us, listened for a minute, then he turned around and walked back inside. You know what I'm saying? And um, anyway, nothing came from that. You know, we got we got his manager's number. 
we talked a couple of times, but nothing ever came from it. And then we got a, uh, our people from Cleveland had gave us um, the number of the Ruthless Records. Mm. So we just started calling her like immediately. Like as soon as we got it called every day and the receptionist one day when we called, she was like, you know what? Y'all been calling every day. I'm definitely going to have easy Eric call y'all back. When he gets in, because y'all been calling every day, I'm tired of y'all calling. I'm going to make sure <laughs> did you, he calls y'all. Did you believe her? No, not really. You know what I'm saying? Because we had been calling for some exactly, time. So. Yeah. But that day he called us back and Busy answered the phone. You and know brother, saying? let me just tell you. Let me just cut in. <laughs> yeah, Busy, yeah, Busy, yeah, tell yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. Love, love, love. This Busy phone, phone, thug, phone, thug, phone, thug, phone, thug. <laughs> but yeah, when he had called... Um, it was crazy because we were very, very excited, and it was just the break that we needed. It was crazy. We went through the earthquake out there, and yeah. we was at another place living at some other place. I had my baby mom down there. She was pregnant. She was sick. I was running her back and forth to the hospital. We ain't had no money. We ain't had no food. She ain't had nothing back at <laughs> she ain't had nothing back at home. So, you know, she had to come out there on the bus or whatnot. She like, I ain't got nothing else. I need you. You know what I'm saying? I always been that kind of dude, you feel me? But, you know, um so yeah, so when he called, it was like crazy because I was like, Oh my goodness, oh, oh shit. Crazy. Say that one rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And Craig got on the um, phone, he rapped and I spit something for him and um then he was like, I'm gonna call y'all back at like eight o'clock. And you then, talking about Easy E? Yes, sir. And hung up the phone. We running around. They're like, "Yeah, we good." Da, 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 da. Everything was cool. We expect everybody to be happy for us. And this young lady we was staying with, um, Ladina, um, she good girl. You know what I mean? Can't stop what God has preordained. But she locks her phone in the room. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what the fuck? Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Um, she locks her phone in the room. Her cellular. No, they ain't had cell phones in. That's what I'm saying. She like in the landline? Yeah, she locked the landline. No, she was purpose. It was crazy. She she was purposely trying to, you know what I'm saying? You locked in landline? Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. But y'all were just a guest there, so I guess. No, 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 we we were standing there for a while. And it was kind of crazy because it was like, you know, in one instance it was like you could tell they they were ready for us to leave. You know, it was like, you know, all these grown ass niggas standing in my house. You know what I'm saying? It's time for these niggas to go. So I couldn't understand. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you act like he wants to leave, but. Then when we, like, get our chance we've been looking for, like, you go and you close the door and you lock the door. Like, I'm like, she wants to stay? You know, we ain't got so no problems. How, <laughs> how did she, like, finagle that? Like, she, like, kind of like, you know, Cinderella's mother, where she, like, closed the door secretly and then you guys are like, oh, it's locked? No, 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 no. She's she, like, everybody to the front for barbecue and no, then she locked the door. <laughs> no, no, the phone was actually in her, in their, in their bedroom. So after we got off the phone, you know, we went outside and we was outside talking. We was hyped. Right. Talking about we just told to eat. And she left the house and we didn't even know. But when we were in the house, we knew the phone was locked in the room and... and we was it ringing all day? Oh, we, we heard shit. the phone ringing all day. We was ready to kick it in, but you know, <laughs> she <laughs> she was probably the one calling. Yo, crazy. Let me ask you something, yo. <laughs> have you ever seen this girl ever again? Did she ever know that you just got put on the way you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I yeah. seen I oh, seen yeah. her again in the club, and I was balling like it was. Yeah, I had so much money, it was crazy. I had so much jewelry on, it was crazy. I didn't you know, you know, uh, <laughs> like. And what she did she came, say to you? She came in and she was like trying to get my attention. I was a little too tipsy at that time. And I was young. I was feeling myself. You feel me? I was like, I ain't finna talk to you. You know what you try to do. You try to sabotage my career. I'm not fucking with you. But her dude was always a good dude to yeah. us. Like, And so there's yeah. a, a limitation to what you can do with people like that when they got back up with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, she, you know, and then she got this big head dude, and we, lo- <laughs> we love him. You know, we love you, but, mm, and but yeah, but since then I've been able to talk to her. I made amends with her. Like I was out there doing some stuff. I recently with one of my children, baby Michael, and I went out there and I was like, look, whatever it is that you know you've done, you know whatever or whatever, I ain't got nothing but love for you. I just wanted to tell you that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But how did you guys make it past? Like, she really, like, literally closed the door. How yeah. did you, like, get around it? Well, uh, well, we had, well, before we hung up the phone with Easy, he had told us he had a show in Cleveland coming up in, like, two weeks. Right. So, that's the last thing, like, he told us. And, um, you know, so, so we got the bright idea. We was like, yo, we got to get back to Cleveland to be at that show. We got to, we know where he going to be at. You know what I'm saying? We got to, we got to get back there. So, we call home to talk to the person that gave us the number of the Ruthless Records because they was on the music scene in Cleveland doing, you know, like doing what they could do. Right. Um, and um, when we um, when we called home, we was like, yo, if we get back to Cleveland, do you think we'll be able to open up the show 
super easy. And he was like, yo, if y'all make it back to Cleveland, I can guarantee y'all a spot, um, an opening spot. So it was like, cool. So That's we hung dope. up the phone and we like, now we got to try to hustle up some money to get back to Cleveland. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so we had, we had, we had tried to get more money. We called home, ran schemes on our phone. Like, we stranded out here. We want to come home. We ain't got no way home. Da-da-da. You took a one-way ticket out there? Oh, yeah. God damn, man. You, you, that was yeah, a dream, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. One-way ticket. So we had to hustle up money to get back home. And when we got back, you know, we went to the show and, uh, you know, we did our thing. And then after the show, we, you know, we tried to, uh, we tried to um, mingle with Easy's entourage, acting like we was part of his entourage and get in. You know what I'm saying? But uh, like, like only a couple of us got in. Me and Wish got locked out. I guess Flesh did too, and Lay and uh, Busy got in. You know, they went to the back and they rapped for him. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Easy came on set and was like, "Y'all the dudes I talked to on the phone," and it was. It was on after that. It was on and popping. You know what I'm saying? He was. He asked us when we were, when we was ready to leave. We, went, we was like, man, we ready to leave now. We ain't got no <laughs> luggage. We ain't got shit to take. We ain't got nothing. We ready to go right now. And he was like, gave us his number. And he was like, y'all call me in the morning. Next day we called him. He had like uh, uh, the Greyhound tickets ready. He had like $500 in the Western, in the Western Union mm-hmm. for us. We was like, nigga, we made it. <laughs> 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 we went and got that uh, money out the wedding. Out the West Union, went, they charge you a fee twenty five blunts a piece, huh? They charge you a fee too. Don't you when you take the money out? In West uh, Union? No, so no. Five hundred was straight up five hundred. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. He yeah. said twenty five blunts. Yeah, oh, oh yeah. We make sure we had twenty five blunts a piece for the next trip back to uh, California. <laughs> and 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 you stayed in California for a minute after then. Yeah, man, man. He sent us out there, and he told us he was like, "I'm, I got like a few more shows, but when I get back, I'm gonna come." I'm gonna come holler at y'all. So when we got out there, they had somebody pick us up from the from the Greyhound station, drove us straight to the record company, and we knew it was on because like when we walked in, the um, the receptionist, the one who like told them mm-hmm. to call us back, yeah. she was like, she was like, oh, so y'all the bones and thugs, huh? And she was like, we hear y'all supposed to be the shit. Eric been talking about y'all. Oh, that's dope. And we had only rapped for him over the phone, so we mm-hmm. like, oh man, shit, he been talking about it. It's on. That's how I'm cracking. So they put us up in a hotel. He came back, and man, for, for, uh, the day he came back, he came straight to come pick us up and start taking us to the studio, to different producers. He took us to one producer after another, you know, until we finally met DJ Unique. Mm. And when we met him, you know, like, we just clicked, like, we just clicked so, like, perfectly. We was like, we don't really want to go anywhere else. Like, you know, like, this dude understands our sound. So right. let us, uh, let's keep working with him. And, 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 and again. How did you guys develop your sound, though? Like, it's a sound unlike any other. Yeah, people used to be like, you know, like, when we first came up, they used to ask us, they used to be like, yo, is it a Cleveland sound? Is, right. it, a, is it a Midwest sound? When we came out, it was a Bone Thugs and Harmony sound. Mm. But what people made just you guys, like, like just start rapping fast and adding the harmonies? Like, what, it just, what it, that about? It came together. It came together, you know. It came together with Crazy, most definitely, when he came up out of prison. Um, and I just learned today, you know, he heard a line from Big Daddy Kane, and he implemented on it and before then we had a record out called faces of death and and this was before he went to jail and lazy boy had a verse that was like we hyping them up we striking them up we giving them what we like we're letting them know the book of the flow and so it it came together like you know everybody put it together but when crazy came home from jail it became this is what we are going to do and this is how this is going to work. So everybody got into the lab. And what basically, we was like writing in the basement. We didn't have a lab. We right. didn't have a studio or that. Mm-hmm. So and then everybody said, okay, let's see what everybody has. And, you know, we came up with some stuff. Yo, know? how hard is it? I mean, there's five members of Bone Thugs, no? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. How hard is it to be a group, particularly in hip-hop? I mean, R&B groups don't stay together. You know how hard yeah. it is in hip like, as a group, y'all made some really great music, man. Oh yeah. And that behind the scenes, like, how hard was that to 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 deal with? Because even I don't know even know the truth of it, but then one member shoot another member or something like that. Yeah, yeah man. That's, yeah, yeah, man. We we we've been through like even even before we met Easy. You know what I'm saying? Like we we we've been through like a lot of shit together. You know what I'm saying? Like that was. You know, like meeting Easy was like the middle of our journey. You know what I'm saying? Like we was, we was struggling like way before then. You know what I'm saying? And we, I mean, you know, like just us being together. At at some point in time, we've all stayed with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you know what I'm saying? They stayed at my mama's house. We've been at Lay House, his father's house, 
uh, wish his mama house. You know what I'm saying? So it's like at some point in time, like we were and and we was always together. Like so, when we get into arguments and shit, it, it's like family shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you argue with your brother. like you argue with your brother, or your sister. You know what I'm saying? Like you fall out with them sometimes. Don't talk to them for a while. But like, nigga, I ain't fucking with you. Stay away from me. And that's yeah. just how I be. You know what I'm saying? But you get over it. You know what I'm saying? Because you be like, I mean, you know, because it's family and we happen to have a family that did business together yeah. and that business was a you know what was 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 like our fans was demanding sure like, sure like our presence you know what i'm saying so 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 we had to get it together we had to uh understand that we was going to be around for a long time we're going to be doing this for a long time so we might as well just you know just 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 get it together and it's, it's great that you've seen that because you know uh keep in mind especially like you know i know for a while from what i know just a bone thugs that even you and busy like uh, maybe I've not seen the greatest days, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, and then y'all powered through that, you know. Because I'll be honest with you, the whole album of you coming out, I feel like that's been a, a making of great of, of ten years at least. Yes, definitely. You know, and now th- people are gonna get this album soon, right? Oh yes, oh yeah. Definitely. Do you have a date yet on that? Though? Well, not, we don't have the, um, um, an exact date, but we know it's coming in June. Do you have a name of, of it? Yeah. Uh, it's New Waves. Okay. Your yeah, name of the album is New Waves. Crazy Busy Bone. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Bone Thugs, yep. How do you guys feel about people that compare you to Migos? I don't I don't really mind. You see because, my face, though, when I said it? Like, I mean, I don't mind because, you know, first of all, they're getting money. That's the first thing. <laughs> Little fella just did a big old deal with Bentley, mm-hmm. you know, and did it with something that was similar to what, <laughs> to what we projected and to what we put together. So... I'm flattered. I mean, you guys paved the way. I'm flattered. I mean, I'm flattered. You know, it lets me know, you know, get good business people in your life Mm. so you can implement off of what they just did and so on and so forth. That's what I'm teaching my kids here in this last leg of my career. Your son is is nice with it. Look, I'm in the last leg of my career because I got to make sure I take care of these kids. You know, I'm leaving on my feet. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. With Buscemi's on. He said, (laughs) shout shout out to John Buscemi. Yo, uh, let me ask you something. You you have 10 kids, uh, Biz? Yes, sir. God damn. Well, actually, I I have eight children. And then I have more because... Definitely from the South, the way you said children. Because Mm. they, um, like, the girls I was messing with, like, I already told you how, how, you know, I already told you that. But they had other kids, and then their fathers wasn't in their life. Oh, okay, okay. You feel? Okay. I mean, you know, I got paid for it. That's a good man right there. I ain't going to just give, I ain't going to, you know, if I'm paying child support for one, the other two that ain't eating... That's is right. eating off that one, and the, she, the other ones, other two, got to wear Nikes as well. Yeah, You're a good guy. You, no, know, you know, I'm, no, that's that's child support. That's just you know, <laughs> no. Don't okay. give me that. Don't give me that one. That one, you. that one was the mama making sure that everybody was provided for. I also have five grandchildren. Mm. See, I had my first, <clears throat> I had my first child when I was like 15 years okay. old. So, and then from that point on, I just kept having babies. Like I got, I got like five children by one chick. You That's know what I mean? And then she got three other children by someone else. Huh? How come y'all didn't get married? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. And that was the one that was with me that I kept taking to the doctor that was sick or whatever. It's a long story. That's I don't the wanna, one that had your heart. I don't want to go, go into it, but, you know, when somebody damaged, you know what I'm saying, and you're doing repair work, you know, you find yourself in a captain save a mofo position sometimes. Right. You know what I mean? You don't want to marry someone that you're trying to save. That's That's, mm. So, you know, you want to, you know, stay away from that. You save them the best you can. You let them stab you in the back, politely take the knife out and have the next bitch sew your back up. God damn. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you something. That was, a, that, that was deep. That was a quote and a gem drop. Yo, Busy, you know, I remember your story. I remember, see, I remember your story even on Oprah. Oh, you know, yeah. and, and and I think that was so powerful, to be honest with you. Like, just you know what you know what I really liked about that that you've been through. For people who may not know, if you could just share some of that. <sighs> but when you were young, you uh, if you can correct me if I'm wrong, were kidnapped yeah. uh, by your mom by your mother's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My um, it's like my mom just wrote a book and all this other stuff, and she about to do this little movie and all this crazy stuff. So. I don't want to give too much of it away, all of the intricate, you know, meat and potato details. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. yeah, it was NBC was involved. Brian Gumble was involved. Adam Walsh was involved. And 
so on and so forth. It was a big to-do, you know, about what went down and so on and so forth. But, you know, like, that kind of stuff made me really, really tough. I'm a real cool dude, you know what I'm saying? You could suffocate me, I'd still be cool. i look at you in your face like, that's all you got, bitch. Mm. So I'm that kind of You like Dragon Ball Z when they hit you it makes you stronger. I mean when they hit you, you when they back. when they hit you as a little kid you you turn into you 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 become a callus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So and then it becomes to a point to where people, you know, start to enjoy hurting you and that's become a really cool gift. We call that lamb theory upstairs. But anyway, so yeah, yeah, definitely that that was You guys are really deep and you guys are really eloquent and you speak so well. How come you never like went into like more public speaking, like, I don't know, acting more or, you know, more like forums where you can speak to the youth or, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do that sometimes. I, um, I've been like to Sweden, like speaking at in Sweden, they have a school like like for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? So I've, I've been out there and spoke at several editions. Um, Several uh, 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 forums out there, you know what I'm saying, and looking to do more of that, you know what I'm saying? Please like this, do. You guys talking to the younger generation. No, that's important. You're busy. Uh, back to what we were talking about, and what I wanted to say is I really, I really uh, admire, you know, uh, what you went through, and I've seen that you kind of like trying to like help other people. Oh, yeah. You know? Lamb theory, always respected. I'll be honest with you. They always respect stuff like that, They the tragedy, the triumph. I'm listening, sir. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me ask you did you um, ever go to any type of therapy or sat down and spoke to anybody? <laughs> yeah, the first. Now, the reason why I asked that for is because... In, in, no, I'm in, just, in, I'm thinking about the therapist. He was a fruitcake. <laughs> I did. I ran a mental game on him. I ran him in so many circles because I knew what he was trying to get at. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't think I knew that he went into my past to find out what was going on because everything documented. And he tried to sit down with me and talk to me like he was just, you know, but I've been smart. I was reading college books. The dude who kidnapped me, you know what I'm saying? I was reading his college books and shit while we was hiding up under clothes in the back of the van. FBI was looking for us, all kind of crazy shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you missing? Can we can we um, say like that two part? Years. I was missing it for two years. I left at four and I came back at six years old. Was that guy nice to you as you were gone? Like he just wanted to keep you, <coughs> or were you up for ransom? No, I let you see the movie. I I'm don't so spoil, in, I'm here I don't want to spoil the movie because it's my mom's chance right. in order to tell her story. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really want to spoil you with the gruesome details. Is it going to be in theaters or is it going to be? Um, I could see it on Lifetime. That's why I'm mm-hmm. asking. It's going to be Lifetime? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I don't think it's going to be on Lifetime right at this point. You know, um, Dr. Dre sat down with me and he talked to me about doing the Donald Goyens movie and so on and so forth. So I'll be probably going in a few different routes, you know, with this because it's such a powerful story. Yeah. You know, we're looking for Don Lemon to play Brian Gumble. That's smart. And a couple other dope things that I got going on. Um <clears throat> But yeah, I don't want to spoil it too yeah, much. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Speaking yeah. of movies, what do you guys think about um, Straight Outta Compton? Crazy how dope it is. I think yeah, it is dope. one of the bombest movies ever. Like, just the way they captured everything. Yeah. They had, like, one or two Miss- major actors in it. Right. And everybody else was newcomers, but everybody held it down. Like, dude, look like Yellow. Dude, look like yep. Easy. You know, Cube's son. Right. And the other guy, you know, the way he played Dre, you, you, you could see that it was a Dre an easy movie. Yeah. It was just, I thought it was just so dope. You know, when I seen that, uh, I, I always thought I had a question, and it's funny how life, that next thing you know, we're doing an episode, we're busy and crazy. In the movie, you know, um, when EZ's on his deathbed, y'all hand him a <coughs> tape. Yeah. Did he ever Yo, get a chance to listen to that tape? Man, I don't think he did. I really don't think he did, you know what I'm saying? Because everything happened so fast, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, to us, it was like, one week, one week they announced he was in the hospital, and the next week and a half he was dead. You That's know what I'm saying? So it was too. like, so it, you know, everything just wasn't. It was it, that was a crazy time. So I really doubt he he got the chance because like he because he started like like disappearing and not being around like towards towards the end of us recording um, Eternal. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we we was just wrapping that album up, and we was actually waiting for him 
we had done everything. We was just waiting for him to because he was supposed to be on a give us the money. A song he was he was supposed to be. <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? Give us the money? Yeah, because we the fin- money. yeah we finished the record. Want that back? We was waiting yeah. for the paper and then rent. Well, like he had us in this big mansion. We didn't even know he was yeah. sick or like yeah. that. I swear we were, yeah. well, I myself personally and everybody else there's like and I had my kids down there. I had my girl down there, the one that was pregnant. Mm-hmm. She done had the baby. I got three kids down there. We in the guest house. You dig? They got horses and everything. We got a, we had a store, like a ranch in right. Chatsworth. You know what I'm saying? But um, <clears throat> anywho. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. We didn't even know. Go ahead, Cray, but man, that's just... No, no, I'm just saying, he, he was supposed to be, um, he was supposed to be on the song, Mr. Bill Collector. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to put a verse on the song, but, but but he never did, you know, and just like you said, he had us. We was wondering what was going on, because like you said, we was in the house, you know what I'm saying, we didn't have no food, and we called him like, yo, bro, like, you know, and, and we finally get at him, get him on the phone, like, yo, bro, like, if you're going to have us like this, why don't you just send us back to Cleveland? At least we can hustle. We're we we not from here. Right. You know what I'm saying? At least we can go home and be in our element and we can do what we do. And then he was like, no, I need to talk to y'all. Aww. And he and, and he told us to come to he told us to come to the office. And we went to the office. And, 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 and this is a part of the movie that, like, like that really hit me because that same little vanilla uh, manila folder that he went to Jerry's house with when he found all the proof is the same folder he hit us with like yo this is what i'm going through and he threw the folder on the hood of his beans like this is what i'm going through these motherfuckers been robbing me damn and i and 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 i thought they was loyal speaking about jerry heller you know what i'm saying he said and i thought they were i thought they were loyal you know what i'm saying and 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 he felt real bad because he felt like he was a fool Mm -hmm. and he lost his group because of it you know what I'm saying? Like, so this is stuff like he was telling us. This came came from him. I'm not making this up. Like, this this came from him. So because because we was ready to leave, and 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 we was like, yo, when he showed us this, we was like, yo, bro, you should have showed us this in the first place. Like, sure. We riding. You know what I'm right. saying? This is all you had to do. He was like, but I want y'all to stay because this new roofless I'm about to build is crazy, and I'm starting it w- with y'all. And like a couple of weeks later, it was it was new people coming in, like new people like new employees and we going to the office we seeing Jerry Heller in the office flipping throwing shit around mad as hell and you know the reception is like oh he's mad he just got let go mm. and so, at, so, so after that it was just like a whole bunch of stuff like transpired after that and it, it, was, it was just crazy yeah the movie to me was very very eye opening you know what Definitely. I mean we didn't know during that process what was going on and then how he just passed out in the studio getting NWA back together right. while we was sitting at the crib starving not knowing what yeah. was going on we didn't know that, none of that. that that opened up my eyes you know what I'm saying to what you know what was up and, and, and stuff like that you know but anyway you know you could put two and two together and so on and so forth if you want to always you know think of the positive things as far as that goes right. you know what I mean but yeah it was we didn't even Oh, and then this guy came through his name was ed um and he said y'all need to just go ahead and go home after all mm. that stuff that cray said happened because i was I, some of that stuff i had to miss because i was with my kids. kids and you know i'm trying to get myself together whatever i think i sent them home after a while um on the on the greyhound just try to you know ride it out and figure out what was good because we already had a uh, thuggish ruggish bone out it already sold like four million records right and it was like a half of a record so if you sold two million records with a half of a record then that was like four times platinum right you know what i mean so anyway we were we had money you know it was there but and then then finally we just I, we took the hint like okay maybe we need to, to just go and i don't know where in that transition that he wound up getting sick, but it happened that way. And then when we got home, we was in Cleveland. I know I was I was in a dope house. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Doing, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but, and that's how I heard, <clears throat> that's how I heard um, what had happened. And I was like, they would have showed him on TV. That's when I was like, damn. There are a lot of, like, speculation and rumors, um, conspiracy theories, what have you. Like, even... Um, What's his name? The crazy guy from Death Row. Who's Suge Sh- Knight. Sh- He's yeah. like five of them. Yeah. His ass. He's even went on, <laughs> on record and said they easy eat him and said that that meant like taking a needle and injecting someone with like a disease. So do yeah. you guys feel like that was like a setup maybe or do you really genuinely feel like he wholeheartedly like just had a real sexual um, ex- I'm gonna be honest with you, real quick, before Craig, for one second. I think that when people die, 
that sometimes it's just something about humanity to where they they want to eat that cream pie. Right. They want to act like that they had something to do with it. Right. I don't know what's up with it, but it's I guess it's some old school Eden yeah. type stuff, you know, good and bad, yin and yang, all that other stuff. But um, yeah, but I just think that people just sometimes say that it's very difficult to decipher. But I don't think anybody would say that. Right. Like after the fact, like <clears throat> seven, eight, nine, ten years after the fact and incriminate themselves. No, I seen the video of him saying this. And I mean, you know, I heard I heard about that. Okay. But I think that Tamika has a gang of lawyers, okay. um, you know, his kids and so on and so forth. I think when you say something like that and there are no repercussions, I think it's that. Okay. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. But I do feel like, but I do feel like because I've spoken to his to to his offspring about it, and they feel like an ill kind of way about it. Right. Just like I feel the ill kind of way. And all I'm gonna say is, I'm not gonna point no fingers. And all I'm gonna say is, you know what I'm saying. There's a difference if you're about to die from full blown AIDS. And if you have HIV, because right. you can have HIV and you can still look just as normal as anybody in this room. But right. if you're going to die from having full-blown AIDS, like everybody else I've seen die from full-blown AIDS, looks like they're about to die from full-blown AIDS. Just like if, you, if you're about to die from stage four cancer, you're going to look like that. You're not going to be walking around looking healthy like you still, like your right. easy, easy was a big dude up here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that was... That never left. Right. And, you know, the fact that nobody else, you know, everybody know Easy E slept around with a lot of women. No other woman has ever came out and said no other woman. And he had several women pregnant at the time. None of those kids have it either. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just some things that, that could be. And I know once I talked to his son, who felt very, very strongly that something happened that wasn't supposed to happen to right. his father. Because he was also in tears when he was talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I know, like... He was the closest to them, you know. Like so, he know. Like I mean, you know, something. Yeah, and it's and it's just and it's just, it's just funny to everybody, you know. what I'm saying, and it's it's just, but but we'll never know, you know. What I'm saying, it's a lot of conspiracies in this business that we'll never we'll never know until it's until God make it reveals it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, forever rest in peace and rest in paradise. The easy man. Always. You yes, know, definitely. You know, um, when he passed. How did uh, I know Jam Master Jay came in and started mentoring you guys? Yeah, how, oh, yeah. how did that happen? Man, you know we we was always cool, like with um, you know, because of Lobel, you know, he used to always be Shout around. Out to Steve Lobel, Steve Lobel, you know, he, you know, that's where he started with Run DMC, and you know, he's always be around him. Them some of the first people he introduced us to, and like we always click with them, whether it was Run DMC. And Jay, we always we we would always hang out with. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause Jay used to come to the studio. Jay used to give us tracks. Dope tracks, you know what I'm saying? And um, we just start hanging around him, you know, and he just start. He would talk to us about different stuff, about taxes and you know, the industry, how it is, and who to fuck with, who to not fuck with. You know, he was a real dude, man. Mm, mm. Yeah. Rest in peace to another <coughs> legend. Yeah, you guys were Jim surrounded by so many legends. Like y'all are like the only group in the history of hip hop that work with what Jam Master J, Easy E, Biggie, Tupac, yeah. and Pun. Like yeah. and and Phil uh, Phil Collins. Yeah. Yo, Phil actually, Collins. you know what? We you know. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> Come back and go over that. Let's take a quick break. Listen, internet, grab your bones. Uh, or, or if you boning, stop boning. Yeah, and and, and and some chicks grab your thugs if you want to grab some Ow, thugs. Mm, or know. or. Fix them into a nice guy. Listen, these, gra- they, these are nice guys. They're not thugs. Gra- grab yourself <laughs> some water, put a little lemon and lime in it, and uh, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Internet, you listen to the Premium P Show with Miss Listen Knows, Crazy and Busy Bone in the building. And Lissy Bone, Al Bone, 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 Bone. Chichi. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, in the place to be. And y'all know how it goes. The only place for DMC to ever be is right here on the Premium P Show with the one and only Miss Listen Knows. Internet, we've been telling you for the past couple of weeks, man, next week, next Thursday, the live Premium P Show anniversary one year celebration. Costume changes by Miss Liss, as That's you know. That's right. Okay, sponsored. New wigs. Listen, sponsored by UN Athletics. Shout out to UN Athletics. Listen, they're always doing a bunch of shit. I fuck with them. I love their collaborations. They just had one with two chains. Go to UNAthletics.com, check them out. Listen, shouts to Bel Air. Bel Air dropped a box, okay? See? Bel Air dropped. Listen, li- listen. Okay, Internet, you come through some spirits. Do they call them spirits? <laughs> yes, I know I do. Listen, Internet, PPSRSVP at gmail.com. Again, the email to RSVP is PPSRSVP. 
RSVP at gmail.com. Let me just keep it real, real, like, let me keep it real with you. Keep it real with them. Okay? The night is going to be special. It is. Past guest, special guest. Me and Miss Lissa, okay? And the point I'm trying to make is it's going to be a special night. You know why? Because we're going to take you through the anniversary, the year that made this show. And people are going to laugh. So be, be prepared to laugh and be prepared to just enjoy some realness and learn something. Listen, I'm not asking you to come to the live show so we could just come there and fucking worry about us. Listen, <laughs> you're gonna leave you're gonna leave either fucking laughing or drunk. Or drunk or you learned something. But internet, make sure we see you there. I can't wait. Next Thursday, May fourth, seven to eleven at that private WeWork location. Peace. Cheer. Internet and we're back. Sitting here with crazy. Yeah, yeah. Busy. Yeah. Lissy. Lissy. Lissy Bone. Lissy Bone. Premium <laughs> Bone. Okay. Premium Bone. Sh- sh- and anyway, listen, we gotta get back to how many people you fucking work with? Yeah. Like, it's amazing. First of all, as a New Yorker, as a Brooklyn Knight, when y'all did Notorious Thugs. That's my shit. Let me tell you something. One thing I loved about it is because Biggie, you could tell he studied that shit. He sounded mm. like the way you float. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, yo, when I remember the first time I heard that shit, man, I was, I, like, he, I feel like he introduced me, y'all to me, yeah. but more importantly... <laughs> He just made that shit sound so smooth. Yeah. yeah and then definitely. I was like, oh, these guys are smooth. Right? Like, like, it was, first of all, tell us how that even went down. Well, that came up, uh, man, we was all out in, uh, we was out in Los Angeles, you know, like chilling. We had just, uh, we was actually working on our um, album, The Art of War. Okay. And, uh, Classic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And um, it's crazy because uh, we, um, we, we was at the hotel chilling and Lobel called us and he was like, yo, Puff is out here, him and Big out here, and Big is... Big is closing up his album and he want to get y'all on it before he shut it down. So we was like, man, shit, say no more. Give us the address. We there. <clears throat> so we jump up, go to the studio. You know what I'm saying? Puff, Stevie J had the beat laid out. Puff was, I mean, Big was sitting there, you know what I'm saying? Laid it, laid it, had everything on the silver platter for us, the, meaning the herb and the Hennessy. Shouts to Big. Literally on a silver platter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we went in there, you know what I'm saying? Indulged. Fucked around, passed out in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> passed out, woke up, went in the booth, man, and dropped that shit. And the whole time, Big was just like there, like sitting there, like sitting in front of, the, sitting at the booth, like just listening, listening to us as we each went in there, like, yo, this, this shit is. He was like, like, like just amazed. And he was like, after the last person went in, he was like, yo, pu-, he was like, yo, Puff, I'm taking this shit to the house, man. He had to get his breath together. Yeah, he he's he like, I'm gonna take this shit to the house. And even when he left, he listened to the track the whole night. Uh, Puff said. So and you didn't hear him do his verse? No, we didn't hear we didn't we didn't we didn't hear the song until he had passed away. Mm. Oh, after wow. he passed away, like that's the last time like we had even heard anything of it, except for when, when you know when Puffy was calling us, letting us know the album, the, the song made it, it was fire. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, man, but it was crazy though. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't get to hear it until after he passed away. So it, it was it was crazy. Yo, Biz, you you were gonna say <clears throat> something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he was saying that, um, I remember that Puff said that, or excuse me, Mr. Combs said, that, <laughs> yeah, because he changed his name like four times. He did. Um, he said that Big Biggie didn't write his stuff. So what what he just said he listened to it all night. Right now I just envision I'm like, damn, he was writing it in his mind mm-hmm. the whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. That whole rap. That's that shit was hard. You one too. bad mofo. Did you guys have to give him any tips on like <clears throat> breaths or like how you no. do it or nothing? No, no, no. We didn't know how he was gonna come. I didn't know, you know, I thought he was gonna do, you know what I'm saying, to find some way like to, do, flow, to maybe. do him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause when we did a song with Pac, you know, like Pac was like, you know, I don't That's do my that. shit too. I, I don't do that shit, I ain't doing that shit. Don't stick it to me. And Pac came in with his so he, he, he wasn't going to do no bone thug shit. He was going to do what he does. America's yeah. most yeah. wanted thug. Yeah. You know. And he made it sound good, though. Yeah, he did it. How, how was that <clears> session <throat> with Pac? Dope as what? We had so much fun. We were smoking so much weed and drinking so much Alizé. All the outlaws was there. <laughs> Yak was there. Maybe he rest session. in heaven. Mm-hmm. Everybody was there. It was so dope. <clears> he, <throat> rode up on, and he rode up to the studio in a double, in a bubble eye white Rolls Royce. Double I long. never... I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. And he rolled up, 
I, back then we wasn't into pictures and Instagram and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cameras get the hell been. out. Let's keep it. Let's keep it one. Black Panther and so on and so forth. But he went in there and his work ethic was amazing. And just to know that both of these legends and both of these artists, the stars, how they did their business. Pac went in there and did his stuff in fifteen minutes. Like one hit quitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hit a quitter. But he did like maybe two or three vocals. Now Big, he wrote it in his mind, Bring and the then and then he did it. Wherever he did it, I don't know the process. So I'm just now I'm like I'm putting it together how these legends right. put their stuff together in the mm-hmm. prime. What's your life. legendary process you with you guys coming out with this new project? Like, what was your process? <clears throat> rocking, rocking, and and taking everything we've learned, and well, myself taking everything that that was learned and giving ideas. Right. And I talked to Cray. I said, "Look, Cray, I think one of the things that make us amazing <clears throat> and what makes a song a song is when one person comes up with a cool cadence and a cool harmony and a cool pattern that the other artist." Or the other brothers make sure that they do something similar as well in their verses. And then that way everything correlates Close, yeah. and becomes a yeah. song. But if everybody goes in there and just goes for theirs. Right. Trying to OD on the next person. Trying, yeah. Or not even that. Just trying to respect someone else. Like, this is your thing. You go in there and you rock the house, pimping. I don't want to take nothing from you. Because I do that all the time with new artists now. I will right. hardly listen to them but old school stuff because of that. You feel me? So both of these dudes are legends. I didn't get to see the process. But the process of this one was a culmination of everything that we've learned. Some freestyling yeah. in there. Like one of the songs I just went in there and I didn't do no writing on. Um, I think it's the song with Yellow Wolf too. Um, gravity. I, I, gravity. I just went in there, closed my eyes, and just came <clears throat> up with it. You know what I mean? Because always I wanted to try it and I wanted to try it on something major and I wanted it to be good. So that's why I did that. Mm. So, yep. So it's just different. Now, now, what about a uh, uh, pun? How did that go down? Man, pun, man. You know, uh, it's crazy, man. Because you know, like. We go way back with the Terror Squad and Fat Joe. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Joe wasn't like one of the first artists in the game that like took us in when we first got signed. You know, like to uh, Relativity <coughs> and Steve brought us to New York. You know, that was the first person he took us around, like them and Jam Master J. Mm. And um, man, like we was always around them. Like we would, they, they would take us to go eat. You know, because them niggas love to eat. Sure, them niggas would go take us to go eat. You know what I'm saying? Then we like they. they like take us to all the to all the spots in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying. So when we um we we had a relationship with like pun like like, like we knew pun be- when 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 nobody else knew who he was. Mm. We knew him when like he when he was just like hanging around Joe, you right. know what I'm saying. Like, but he flowed for us one day. We was like, yo, man, this nigga this nigga got some flow. Like had our kind of flow. We like, yo, this dude is dope in the motherfucker. And Joe kept telling us, yeah, he about to come out. You know what I'm saying. And um, you know uh. Man, uh, so so we had that relationship, and when I when when I worked with him on the album, all I did was call him. I was like, "Yo, man, I want y'all on this song," and they was they was there like, "Bam!" Damn, right. that's well, dope. We got to we, we got we, we got to keep on going down the line. What's Phil Collins? How did this happen with Phil Collins? Oh man, so Phil Collins, I was actually in the studio working, man, because I'm I'm always in the studio. Like I re- I record just to record, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just just to do it. So I was um, and I love like experiment experiment with with old songs that I used to love. So what I used to do was I was I would keep their hook and I would make an instrumental out of it and just do verses. Mm. So I did this song one day but but for some reason I only put one one verse down and I had the song for a long time thinking like this is never going to get clear so I never presented it. So I was in the studio we was we was working on the Thug World Order album <clears throat> and I was playing it and Tamika heard it and she was like what's that? And I was like that's a song with Phil Collins and she was like that sounds like a bone song, like a big bone mm. song. I was like, yeah, but can we get it cleared? She was like, I don't know, but everybody needs to record it. And then, you know, like we all recorded it. And then at the time, we had a manager that was that just happened to be cool with Phil Collins' manager. Just, crazy. Just crazy. You know what I'm saying? So he got at him and, you know what I'm saying? And then when um he came back, he was like, yo, Phil wants to hear the song. So he was like, oh, shit, okay. So we sent it. It took like two weeks, and he came back, and he was like, feels like, yeah, he likes the song, and he's going to clear it. So we was like, oh, shit. And, and you know, he didn't, that was the first time him ever, like, clearing anything hip-hop. That's so dope. For his stuff. You that's know what that's crazy. <coughs> I mean, yo, I'm a big Phil Collins fan because I like, you know, hip, like, sometimes you got to, like, change different music to get different mindset. Yeah. Like, sometimes I just listen to Pink Floyd. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes I was just listen to Hole and Oates. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Hemi Hole and Oates. Yeah, yeah. But yo, you also did a song with Bob Marley. Yes, yes. How I the did. fuck did that happen? Man, you know, we've we been um back in the day, man. You know, um, they reached out to us. I was dealing with a cat by the name of Big John. Used to work at um, what was it? Uh, the publishing company back in the day, BM, BMI, something like that. And um, he he uh, he called me. He was like. I got a project, you know, they're doing a remake of, 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 of some of Bob Marley's songs, and he was like, everybody's like redoing one, the big artists of that time. And he sent me the song, and I was like, yo, I definitely want to get on this, you know what I'm saying? So I <clears throat> went to the studio with him, you know what I'm saying? And the relationship began right there at that time. So I've been in, I, I, I've been in contact with them the whole time. Well, I'll tell you, man, listen, it, it's just really special when you when you hear somebody's backstories to what you guys have done you know sometimes yeah. we don't get a chance to look at like you know what's accomplished you know when you're on this journey for what 20 years yeah yeah 23 23 years you know yes, indeed. even when you think about something like you know winning a grammy yeah. you know oh, think, yeah. think, crossroads you know i mean <coughs> you think about so i mean how how is that feeling to win a grammy like i asked football players how was it to win a super bowl so how was it doing? They ain't even invite us there at first. <laughs> really? But he's like, well, let me really tell you. Yeah, this. yeah. And that's back in the days. Like Jay Z and them, they you know they boycotted them for a second. Mm-hmm. You know we didn't go as far as that because you know we were thugs, so it's kind of cool for them not to invite us, and then for <laughs> you know for us to still win and stuff right. like that. But it was major, a major accolade. You know, brother was bragging to his parent, yeah, their parents or, or whatnot and so on and so forth. So, yeah, like, when did. we won that Grammy, it was like, you brothers are on top and everybody respected us. More right. than our cars, more than our whatever we had. That Grammy, it just did something to our career to where people looked at us like, okay, you it, guys it, are here to stay. It's a solidifying. That's a check. Yo, speaking oh, yeah. of uh, Jay Z, is it a story back in the day that you uh, battled him, him in a freestyle? Is that true? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where'd that happen and how'd that go down? At Atlantic City. I was messing with this guy named Kermit, Kermit Henderson mm-hmm. um, at Dolls Rapid Creations. Um, he put out our record, Faces of Death, one of our first records when we were younger. <coughs> and he basically kidnapped me <laughs> and brought me up to um, Atlantic City first and then Canada. And they was like at a hip-hop convention and Jay-Z was in there and they was battling. We battled for like $35. I said, the rap the Crazy Bone said to... Um, to Easy? To Easy. And he was like, I've never heard nothing like that before in my life. Just take it. So he, so Jay gave me the thirty five dollars. Gave me the thirty five dollars. I went outside with these with these two cats from Brick City, some group called they called themselves Brick City, or something, and we bought some weed and we smoked it up, and then I drove to Canada after that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Yo, I, I tell you one thing: you got to have a lot of respect for dudes out of Cleveland, <clears throat> empty pockets. Grab a one-way fucking ticket to L.A. with hopes and dreams. That's all the fuck you had. Right. Was hopes and dreams and come back and to be sitting here. Honestly, biz, honestly, crazy. Yeah. 23 years later sitting here talking about the fucking journey. Yeah. 23 yeah. years later, what have you guys learned? Like, what is, like, the greatest life lesson that you have? Man, it's just to, um, you know, just just to, just to enjoy life and, you know, like, don't, don't I mean, you know, I love like what we've what we've accomplished and you know what I'm saying, but just learn you know like the everything that comes with it you know like just chill out on that don't go so hard on the lifestyle right you know what I'm saying because it is what it is you know what I'm saying and 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 to me I mean, y'all I, still I, look good y'all still oh, looking oh, yeah. young the melanin oh, yeah, still looking good the braids that's is a right. blessing and that's a blessing yeah. you know what I'm saying so and I don't know how that happened because we did. <laughs> indulge like a mom. <laughs> we indulged in the lifestyle. Yeah, you good, we you, you good crazy. I know you were dealing with some type of health issue at one point. Yeah, is yeah. everything okay? Yeah, man. You know, I had this thing with um <clears throat> with my uh with my lungs. Had it was a, it was a autoimmune disease called uh, sarcoidosis. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it just came like from the blue. You know what I'm saying? It just came. Bernie out Mac of, had that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I, I, like a lot of celebrities dealing with it. Uh, Tisha Campbell, Bernie Mac. You know what I'm saying? And um. Yeah, man, it just came from out of the blue. But you know, I've, I've been on um, medication. I got like three more months of medication left. So I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I'm good now. But at first, I was like, really going through it. No, we're gonna, we're gonna keep you in our prayers and, and, yes, and, and make sure you stay healthy. Because listen, health—you don't learn till you later on in life. Even uh, you know that how much health is important and health yes. as well. Like growing up, I just wanted to floss. Uh, by you know how my parents was. Now you yeah. realize you got to floss really the teeth. Now, yeah, yeah, exactly. well, yeah, that too, that too, that too. But but even now with this single, 
What, what's the name of the single that you got out? It's called Coming Home, featuring Stephen Marley. Steve, look at that. You're going from Bob <laughs> yeah, to exactly. Stephen Marley. You know? Exactly. Now, this this is going to be on the album that's dropping in June. Yes. Right? Definitely. Listen, I think like a, a lot of people, like I said, this is 10 years in the making. Yes. A lot of people have been waiting for this album for a minute. Yes, they thought indeed. you and Biz and Slapbox and forgot about each other. Yeah. Now y'all back, you know, mm-hmm. ready to make this, you know, <laughs> no, not ready, to, ready yeah. to make this happen, you know. Yes, I remember our first fight me and Cray had when we were young. We had missed the, we didn't have enough money to go and finish, <laughs> the, fi- finish the finals up at the Ice Cube um, thing. And we got drunk, and we were rolling in the middle of the street, and Lacey was just looking at us laughing like, y'all are so stupid. And drunk as hell. I was drunk as hell, but it was the funnest thing. <laughs> one of my fondest memories. Just when you said that, it just made me chuckle. Although it's just you two, you, are everybody else in good terms? Good, like, yeah. Good yeah, laying there and rocking. I just seen Lay doing this Houseboys project where he getting his little brother Stu up and running. Stu just got out of prison. He was in prison down there in Long Island, Nantucket, or something like right. that for about a year and a half or something man. so yeah he doing good and you know big wish you know he the bread the butter the heart the soul the cranberry yeah, sauce the stuffing <laughs> the turkey a, a, a bone thugs and yeah, all yeah. you know big wish he got the mansion the harley and That's all that so stuff yeah yeah, so. yeah 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 uh we talk man we still on the road matter of fact we doing coachella um friday oh really and we doing um the forum out there for uh crush goose show out in uh in california so now it's timeless, isn't it? Always. You know, it, it, it's great to see, like I said before, it's great to see people uh, with no money in their pockets, a hope and a dream, come back and then, you know, like I said, turn it into something. But yeah, more importantly, definitely. become timeless. Yes. People who listen to Bone Thugs, some of those songs are timeless. Yes, definitely. And, and think about it, y'all still have a career 23 years later. Yeah, man, that's real. Shit, shit you know, any regrets? Uh, man, uh, no, none at all, man. No, no regrets. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, everything that came my way, good or bad, was a learning lesson, whether it knocked me down or picked me up. You know what I'm saying? It was a learning experience, so I don't regret nothing. Mm. What about you, Biz? I would have drank more water in the early <laughs> stages because I know that water is a healing, <clears throat> healing device, but that's the only thing I regret, not, <laughs> not drinking and not drinking as much water as I should. Yeah. You What's know, the name of the new project? It's New called Waves. New, New Waves. Waves. New Waves. Yes. Yes. And we all going to see all of the members on some tracks? Yeah, that's the oh, title yeah, track, most okay. definitely. And yeah. then we got one with Roofless with, with some of the members on, too. Yeah, where we kinda, that's so dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's great. It's, it's a great record. Great you, you, record. You know what's crazy, too, even with um, something that really, you know, I remember about you guys, just loving hip-hop and loving Bone Thugs, you know? It's funny, because when I think about, like, Crossroads, you know, I think about how I couldn't appreciate that song when I was younger. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I didn't like. You know, it's funny because like I think about it. Like until I got older, you know, knowing how close death was. Yeah. You know, like 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 think about it. When you're young, you feel like you're going to live forever. Exactly. You know, but then you hear something like Crossroads, and you know, as you grow up, you realize how short life is and how blessed you are to exist. Real sure. talk. Like, and I think yeah, that's, that's something that you know. Even though I know it became like a mainstream <laughs> song to like a point where it's like you know. Maybe it's not one of your favorites. Yeah. That's still one of my favorites. No, yeah. but what I'm saying is, like, you don't realize that shit until, you know. Yeah. yeah I'm going to miss my uncle, Charles, y'all. He should have been gone in front of his home. That's my shit. Ooh, <laughs> don't. Got to leave him And the dog, the dog. Oh, yeah. For That's my shit. Whose dog is that? Put the fingers on nah, his eyes, went to the back of his head. That's my the, shit. I don't know. Whose dog is that? <clears throat> Oh, that that was just a saying when he said, "Man, I really miss my dogs." We used to be called because, like in Cleveland, we got this little thing in at um the Cleveland Stadium to where they had the dog pound and, and the fans <coughs> be like screaming and stuff in there and stuff like that. So we had in our saying in Cleveland, "What's up, dog? How you, what's up, dog? How you doing?" You know, so, <laughs> little saying and shit. Yo, uh, lastly, we're winding down this episode, but what's what's the uh, deal with uh, uh, Farrakhan settling the beef with uh, dog uh, dog pound? You know about that? Yeah, I was there. Um, I was actually me there, and I didn't really even know that we had any beef, but it must have been some ill feelings, and, um, you know, Corrupt was there, I was there, Snoop was there. I think it had a lot more to do with, like, Death Row and Ruthless Records because everybody was in prison or dead at the time. So I, I think that Corrupt wanted him and myself to kind of like bring the two things together as well as Snoop. So I was all in and, you know, gave him a big old hug. He's been my homeboy ever since, you know, even when he lost his wife and stuff like that. You know, I was 
you know. Like, so he's just always been my friend, you know, from that point. And Lazy, that's Lazy's homeboy, you know. They, <laughs> when, they get, when they go out and kick it, y'all better watch out. <laughs> For real, laying, laying corrupt. They, that's so dope. Yes, indeed. But, yeah, that's what, that, that's what happened. And, you know, the minister, he always, he always takes care of the brothers the best that he can. His whole plight is that. Well, definitely shouts to Farrakhan and, and, and definitely shouts for stopping by. Listen, where could they, Busy, where, where you at on Instagram? I'm M-R-M-C-C-A-N-E, Mr. McCain on Instagram, and I am Busy Bone on Twitter. <laughs> what about you, Crazy? I'm on uh, um, Instagram is Crazy underscore Bone. Twitter is I am Crazy Bone. Listen, Internet's look out for in June. We've got that new <clears throat> wave, right? Yes, yes. By Crazy wave. and Busy Bone. Also yep. got the new single out. You know? Yes, indeed. With uh, the, the young Molly. The young Molly. You know? Next generation Molly. But listen, listen, I wish we had more time, but we did oh, go yeah. over a lot of things, and I think that, oh, yeah. uh, you know, like I said, it's inspiring, and I love the mm-hmm. entrepreneurial, keep that shit up, you know, yes, love, to, love, love to let people know, especially... Uh, by the time if I see busy again, again, how many more kids? You done having kids? Oh no, no, no he ain't. No, I'm not done. I'm we, not can done. Can we come to the baby shower? You can show baby shower. Which you one? You can show <laughs> enough. We gonna have a couple. I'm gonna have a couple twins. You know, do the in vitro thing and not. And I'm just living, living life like living life to the fullest. <laughs> this is a new time. Y'all can make a whole new baby, baby thugs in harmony like in vitro. You no, know pop all four out right there, <laughs> right then and there. <laughs> actually, actually, last thing, uh, your son's in the business. Oh, yeah. What is the most important advice that you gave to him so far that you think? You know, I told him, I said, son, you know, after I finish this record with Uncle Crazy, I promised and I'm just going to focus on you and take you to the next level because you got it. So, you know, um, I just basically, he's like, dad, just look, just watch my back and just let me rap, you know. And anybody that I get at, anybody that call me, I'm going to tell them to call you. And just watch my back. His other brother is with him. His other cousins are with him right now. But they all holding down jobs and maintaining while the, the dream is becoming a reality. So, yeah, my son is very proud of him. I call him a prodigy. He's like a spitting image of you, too. I, boy. I love it. Check, check for Young Busy, man. But definitely, listen, uh, um, Crazy Busy, like I said, appreciate y'all stopping by, chopping yes, it up indeed. with us. Anytime. We wish you nothing but the success. Thank Best you, of man. success and blessings. Internet, listen, check for them. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, follow on SideQuell. Keep on leaving comments. We got that live show May 4th. We'll see you soon. Yeah, yeah. Internet, see you next episode. And make sure we're going to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.